You're listening to today's inspirational message on the Proverbs with Kurt Bjorklund. Proverbs 1.10 says, My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. So Proverbs in chapter 1 and verse 8 and 9 talks about seeking advisors, especially maybe parents. And now it moves on to peers and telling us to watch who influences us. And Derek Kidner, a commentator on Proverbs, says that the first way has none of the appeal of the second way, none of the flashy appeal of the second way. And here's the second way, the enticing of sinners and, and entices the Hebrew word shatah, which means to lead a revolt against rightful authority. A uh, message of chapter 1, verse 10 says, Dear friend, if bad companions tempt you, do not go along with them. And so here's, again, uh, the First Testament says, son, if wrongdoers entice you, don't be willing. And what happens here is that the Proverbs says, be careful with what sinners invite you to do. Now, it seems uncouth in our day and age to call someone else a sinner. Uh, but Proverbs doesn't shy away from this designation. And in the larger context of the Bible, certainly all people are sinners and in need of grace but Proverbs designates a sinner generally as one who does not acknowledge God's right to rule their life or one who disregards God's ways. And sinners work to entice Christ's followers to take their focus off of God and draw them into a lifestyle that's counter to the things of God. This is what 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 through 17 say. So just as good advisors can have a positive impact on your life, so uh, peers can have a negative impact on your life. And we often think of this as just a teenage issue or a young person issue, but I've certainly seen people at all stages of life look for not just advisors who will support what they want to do, but peers who will bolster the decisions or will influence decisions that are just really not smart. I have worked with men over the years who find their marriage maybe unfulfilling and what they'll do is they'll uh, they'll go sit at a bar sometimes for hours drink and talk to all the guys there about their plight in life and then they'll wonder why it seems as if it isn't getting better and here are the three things that we see uh, in terms of being enticed verse 11 we can be enticed by the possibility of friendship it says, come with us. And this is really a call to companionship. One of the reasons that we're drawn to peers is sometimes we just want to fit in and be accepted with a group, even if we know the group has different values. Certainly, Jesus was called a friend of sinners in Matthew eleven nineteen because he associated with people who had different values. But Jesus did this as a way to influence those with different values. He was not enticed by their ways. Christian community fostered through the local church is an antidote to the lure of the godless, sinful community that wants to draw you in. And helping one have healthy relationships with people outside faith is, is a positive thing as long as it isn't just, I need people in that sense. So here's the second thing. You may be enticed not just by the possibility of friendship, but by the possibility of adventure. The text in Proverbs 1.11 says, Let us lie in wait for blood. Let ambush an innocent. Uh, let us ambush the innocent without reason. 
And this is an invitation to something that's exciting. The NLT, uh, New Living Translation, translates the phrase just for fun, the, the phrase without reason. Sometimes things that are risky and alluring may make us seem like we're alive. But in the end, it leads to destruction. This is what verse 17 says. For the vain, a net is spread in the sight of any bird. And then we may also find ourselves um, being enticed by the possibility of gain. Verses 13 and 14 just talk about the precious goods and the things that they'll have that, will, that, that they'll bring into our lives. And so here's the challenge, and that is just to look at your closest associations. If the people around you have broken marriages, it won't help your marriage. If the people around you drink and party as a way of life, it'll push you toward drinking and partying. If you are working with people who lie and fudge the truth, it will be harder for you to be honest. If you are around people who value luxury spending, it will be harder for you to spend responsibly. And if you're around people who devalue church and Christian values, it'll be easier for you to devalue church and Christian values. Now, again, this doesn't mean that you're called to complete isolation. What it means is that you're called to say, how can I seek to influence those outside of faith without being influenced away from my own convictions of faith? Be careful with the associations that you bring into your life because your associations matter. 1 Corinthians 15 uh, says, verse 33, don't be deceived. Bad company can corrupt good morals. This isn't just a kid thing. Watch your peers. Thanks for joining us here today. There's a lot of great content to explore on Orchard Hill Plus and on the Orchard Hill main feed from the weekend. Have a great day.